0: In the sport of boxing, there has been many crowds promoters throughout its history. The most corrupt and wretched individual of all these people is Don King. This ruthless, despicable man is driven by money and rooted by gambling through organized crime. He was the biggest promoter in boxing for many years and controlled the best fighters. And he threatened fighters to sign contracts where they never fully get paid. Because of this, King is the most suit promoter in the history of the sport. He has had six heavyweight champions and more than 20 fighters pay more than $2 million in settlement to these fighters. The most of litigation cases he's been involved in were focused on fraud because of the scandals that he ran with in boxing. The background of Don King began when he was born in August 20th, 1931 in Cleveland, Ohio, where he attended school and graduated from John Adams High in 1951. When he dropped out of Kent State University, he ran an illegal bookmaking operation out of a basement of a record store on Kingsman Road. King had worked in the illegals numbers since he was 18 years old, and the early 1960s was the biggest number boss Boston Cleveland, averaging $15,000 per day. Don King has been arrested more than 30 times, and these charges were from gambling and assault from 1951 through 1956. In a previous disclosed FBI document from 1954, contained information of Don King giving kickback to the Mafia for protection of his business. The Mafia protected his gambling houses as he ran the books for Cleveland. Don King was convicted for two murder charges. The first murder Don King was convicted of was determined to be a justifiable homicide after it was found that King shot Hillary Brown in the back and killed him while he was attempting to rob one of King's gambling houses. In 1967, he was convicted for murder because he was found guilty of stopping to death an employee named Sam Garrett, who owed him $600. On April 20th, 1966, Detective Robert Tony wrote the police report of Don King's murder charge. Detective Tony stated in his report, I was assigned to car 962. At approximately 1230 p.m., we witnessed an assault take place at the corner of East 100 and Cedar Street. He was able to get Don King convicted. And was offered bribes by an attorney. The, Detective Tony rejected these bribes, but later found out that the charges were dropped from second degree murder to manslaughter due to bribes of the judges. King bought off the witnesses as well for $30,000, and days before the trial, no one showed up to testify against him. The reduction of this penalty was fixed, and in the 1991 PBS documentary Frontline, hosted by Jack Newfield, Detective Tony and his boss, Carl Dillo worked in the Cleveland Homicide Unit during the murder of Sam Garrett. According to the interview with Carl Dillo, Dillo suspected the case was fixed, as he stated, why would the reduction of a second-degree murder to manslaughter take place on a Saturday morning without the proper authorities? Don King served a four-year prison term in 1967 at the Marion Correctional Institution. King was heavily associated with the mobsters at the time the Crown Royal investigation was a consistent in his early history in Cleveland. And Joe Spinelli was the former Inspector General of New York State in the year 1986, recounted his findings in the November 4th issue of Sports Illustrated article, Shadow Boxing, where he talks about the Crown Royal investigation of Don King and how an undercover FBI agent was sent to investigate Don King's association with the mafia. The undercover agent, went by the name of Victor Quintana, was posing as a high-rolling Latin American drug dealer seeking to launder money. To establish his cover, the FBI rented him a posh apartment on Manhattan's west side and gave him a company's Rolls Royce to tool around town. Spinelli received an intelligence report from the FBI that said King had been involved in a numbers operation, kicking back part of his profits to organized crime figure Tony Panzarella as well as to a street-tough-guy leg-breaker named Alex Burns. It was a violent world King lived in, and Burns, with whom King had clashed during his days in Cleveland, was killed in a car bombing in 1975, the year after King promoted the heavyweight championship in Zaire, Africa, between Muhammad Ali and George Foreman. Don King's attorney later sent a letter to Frontline, stating that King has never cheated or threatened any fighter, and he repeated... King's denial of any ties to organized crime, as well as the letter stated Don King's refusal to be interviewed by Jack Newfield, citing that Jack Newfield calls an extensive track record of malice and bias towards me. Whenever Don King and Jack Newfield have interacted in the past, it's always been confrontation, dispute, because Jack Newfield liked to expose the truth about Don King. Now the two fighters who started litigation cases that were the most notable or Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson. Muhammad Ali was promoted by Don King in the early 1970s. And in 1974, Don King negotiated to promote a heavyweight championship fight between Muhammad Ali and George Foreman, which was known as the Rumble in the Jungle in Zaire, Africa. The fight between Ali and Foreman was a much anticipated event and King's rivals sought to promote the bout, but King secured the bout Which generated $10 million with the arrangement of the Zaire African government. In 1982, Muhammad Ali wanted to sue Don King for underpaying him $1.1 million for his fight with Larry Holmes. Don King, when he heard the news, soon sent Jeremiah Chavez, who was a business associate of Don King and an old friend of Muhammad Ali. Shabez discusses in the PBS documentary Frontline that he was sent by Don King to hand Ali a suitcase containing $50,000 in cash and a letter ending Ali's lawsuit against King. Shabez visited Ali, who was in the hospital due to his failing health, and got him to sign the letter and then gave Ali the $50,000 in cash. Ali signed, and according to Shabez, Ali was ailing by then, mumbling a lot, I guess he needed the money. Shabazz later regretted helping King. Ali's lawyer cried when he heard that Ali had ended the lawsuit against Don King without telling him. And Don King contributed to Muhammad Ali ending up in the hospital because he fought Larry Holmes. And Larry Holmes at this time was the best fighter in the world. And Muhammad Ali was way past his prime, not training out of shape. And he was severely beaten for many rounds. And during this time, you could see the early stages of his Parkinson's disease beginning to take place within him with his speech slurring and his body movements lacking the normal ability he used used to have at one point. The litigation case that Mike Tyson took against Don King began when Vincent Fuller, who was the counsel of record for Mike Tyson in this 1992 litigation case, spoke with New York Times writer Phil Berger, in which Fuller stated that due to improper deductions, Tyson had not received his fair share of revenue from the fight against Fraser Erotic. According to King, the letter also stated that King was exploiting Tyson financially in other areas and had hired King-controlled puppets to represent Tyson in various financial matters. Tyson sued King for $100 million, alleging that he has cheated him over millions of dollars over several decades. The lawsuit was later settled out of court with Tyson receiving a small sum of money, which was $14 million. And this financial disaster of Mike Tyson um, was contributed by Don King because Don King owed him way more money than $14 million an estimated $4.2 million of his sale from his two houses in Las Vegas and 19.5 from future fight purses were all put to pay off debtors and creditors that Mike Tyson owed money to. Because at this time, Mike Tyson was in such financial crisis that he was in so much debt that all the money he was making was being put towards the debt that he was drowned in by Don King. And Don King glorified Tyson and brainwashed him with money and woman as he stopped training and lost discipline in his everyday habits that he once had from his former former trainer, Customato. He also lost all forms of principles and discipline that Customato embedded into him, and embraced the street and gang mentality that he grew up in in Brownsville, Brooklyn, as a young man. And Customato played a vital role in Mike Tyson's life because Customato adopted him and was his trainer, but then when Customato passed away, Don King took over Mike Tyson's career and brainwashed him and used him for money as he manipulated him and turned him into a cash cow boxing. My point of view of Don King is that people like him need to be stopped because fighters, each and every time they go in there in the ring, they risk and sacrifice their lives and come out with less of themselves each fight. Don King would abuse fighters, and he made them feel that he can trust them in order to steal their money. And he's been around for far too long as part of boxing. He is no longer prevalent nowadays, but the amount of time he was in the sport is crazy. That people have not. Try tried to band together and go against them and he severely damaged the promotion of boxing by turning it all into a big scam and ruining the reputation of promoters throughout the sport because it's hard to find a promoter you can trust because people like don king damaging the reputation of promoters and throughout boxing we must learn to protect fighters and stop them from being robbed by people like don king who's simply just a manipulator fighters truly do, do deserve to get the full money that they they make each fight and should not be conned by greedy promoters. The consequences of theft that, the, that a promoter such as Don King would act on should serve penalty and jail time because boxing needs more structure and regulation to protect fighters by developing councils and programs to protect fighters and form a union that boxers have a ground to stand upon One faced against promoters who just simply want to take their money. And this is why promoters like Don King must be stopped. And people should be aware that fighters do not truly get at times the money they do deserve and they risk their lives for.